Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blind Tag Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Nashheim, and my voice is starting to come back. Yeah, yeah, you know, goes in and out, but, you know, I'm, I'm back. So, we had the NFL draft. We had WWE draft. Playoffs in both, um, excuse me, hockey and... Basketball are very interesting, and the first month of the Major League Baseball season has concluded. So, there's a lot to talk about, but I want to talk first about the playoffs. So, I want to talk exclusively about the first round. I'm not going to get into what's going on in the second round of each of the Stanley Cup or the NBA playoffs. We'll we'll cross that bridge when that round is over. But let's start the Eastern Conference and the upset of upsets. I I will say the second biggest upset in either playoffs because we'll talk about the bigger one coming up. The Miami Heat who had to win to who had to win a win or go home game just to get the eighth seed beats Milwaukee four games to one. Now Giannis was injured for most of the series, so that kind of aided them, but it's still the number one team who had the best record in the NBA out. So the Miami Heat advanced. They would take on the New York Knicks, beating Cleveland four games to one. Uh, as we talked about last week, last week, or was it two weeks ago? I can't remember which. But Philadelphia swept Brooklyn. Uh, Boston was taken to six games against uh, Atlanta, but Boston did prevail. Going to the West, we only had one game seven. Uh, Denver defeated Minnesota four games to one. Phoenix destroyed the Clippers four games to one. The Lakers upset Memphis four games to two. And Golden State beat Sacramento in Sacramento in Game 7 to advance. And a very interesting oddity. This never happened before. A team with each of the eight seeds, number by their name, advanced. The one seed represented by Denver, two seed Boston, three seed Philadelphia, four seed Phoenix, five seed New York, 6 seed Golden State, 7 seed Lakers, 8 seed Miami. That, that that's insane. I did not ex- you know, I never thought that happened before. I or at least I thought it at least happened once, but nope. First time it ever happened. Oh, and Joel Embiid was named the MVP. Congratulations to Embiid. He had some injury issues in that series with uh Brooklyn. Hopefully he is back for the series against Boston. 
But let's let's move on to the Stanley Cup and I like to call the better of the playoffs. And we're going to start with the West, okay? And we're so this bracket we're going to go from the bottom up, as it's listed as it's the picture is shown on Wikipedia. Uh, in the Pacific Division, the two seed Edmonton defeated uh, the LA Kings four games to two. And Vegas was the only team to really not struggle against their opponent, defeating the uh, wildcard Winnipeg Jets four games to one. But let's move on up to the Central Division. The 2 3 matchup saw the Dallas Stars eliminate the Minnesota Wild four games to two. And the Seattle Kraken, in their second season, in their first ever playoffs, eliminate. The defending Stanley Cup champions, Colorado Avalanche, four games to three, definitely opened up the Western Conference teams. I mean, to Vegas and Edmonton now have a really good shot of making the Stanley Cup final. But they will not have home field, a home ice advantage, and we'll get to that. In the Metro Division, the 2-3 matchup, New Jersey Devils were taken to a Game 7 by the New York Rangers, and the Rangers were demolished in Game 7. The Devils advance. Carolina Hurricanes, four games to two over the New York Islanders, um, and it was a game-winning, it was a game-winning overtime goal that won the series on Long Island for the Hurricanes. Uh, Hurricanes and Devils going to be an interesting series. Toronto won a series for the first time since um, George W. Bush was in office. We've gone through three presidents since Toronto has won a series. They defeated Tampa Bay four games to two and anytime they lose, I'm happy. But the shocker the shocker of all shockers. And we're going to have to look at look at this series real quick. The Boston Bruins had a 3-1 series lead. All right. And let's put it this way. Coming out of game four, Brad Marchand had three goals. Tyler Bertuzzi had two. Jake DeBrusque had three. Taylor Hall had four. They literally um, outscored the Panthers 10, 16, 16 to 11 in the first four games. But remember, takes four games to win a series. Game five went to overtime and Matthew Chinook had an overtime winner for his third goal of the season. uh, 6.05 into the overtime period to give Florida a 4-3 victory in TD in Boston. The series then moved to back to Florida for game six and it was a 3-2 Florida lead going into the third period. Uh, 
Florida scored four goals in the third period. Boston scored three. It was seven to five. It and it was a and even a short shorthanded and they got a shorthanded goal. Boston did and three power play goals and that was not enough to beat Florida. So now let's go to game seven in Boston. That crowd was rabid. I watched most of it. Uh, Brandon Montour had a power play goal in the first period for his fourth of the series of the playoffs. Uh, Sam Reinhart scored his fourth goal of the uh, series with 114 into the second period. But David Krychek got a power play goal for his first of the series to tie, to basically make it a 2-1 game. And then almost less than a minute into the third period, Tyler Pertuzzi gets his fifth goal power play. And then David Par- uh, Passanuck. Fifth goal of the series. 4-11 into the third period. It's a 3-2 game. And then Montour with one minute left in the in the game. Boston was going to win. They were going to go play Toronto. Toronto was going to have headaches. They were going to have nightmares for seeing Boston. And Brandon Montour scored to tie the game. And then eight minutes in, Carter Verhage scores his second goal of the season to eliminate the President's Trophy winner. And that is insane. Okay, so don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The President's Trophy winner does not have good luck in the playoffs. In fact, if I can... If I can go to this. All right. They are the second team in the last five seasons to lose in the first round. The other one being the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they were swept. Swept by Columbus. So... Um, the last team to win the President's Trophy and win the Stanley Cup was the Chicago Blackhawks in 2013. And the reason being, there was only 48 games being played due to a lockout. Uh, there's 77 points in 48 games. Would have been in a in a normal schedule 132. Which would which would have then been the record that Boston would beat. Alright. The last team to win a Stanley Cup in a you know, win the President's Trophy and win the Stanley Cup in a regular um, season, eighty two games, was Detroit in two thousand eight. Uh, Vancouver made the finals in 2011, but they lost to Boston in seven games. 
uh, since the lockout. One, two, three, four, six President Trophy teams winners have lost in the first round with four of them coming in a seven-year span. So, I, if just me, and as a, as a biased Carolina fan, I would never want to win the President's Trophy. <laughs> like, that right there, the, 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 big, the best run of success with the President's Trophy was between 1998 and 2002 when in three to four seasons that team won the cup. So, but that's how those playoffs are going and honestly, it's going to be fun. <coughs> but, let's move on to the NFL draft. And this was definitely an interesting draft. Um, obviously, the SEC teams led with total number of draft picks with 62, Big Ten 55. Um, shout out to the Sun Belt. They had nine players drafted, but they didn't start coming off the board until round four. And really, if you look at the uh, not the um, group of five conferences, only one player got drafted before the third round. And now I'm going to have to look. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look and see uh, what 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 player that was. If this thing will work. Alright, let's see. That would have been Rashid Rice, wide receiver out of SMU. Was drafted 55th by the Kansas City Chiefs. But, so, cool with that. But we had some interesting draft night trades. So, we know about what happened pre-draft. Let's go into the trades. Uh, Carolina with the number one pick got Bryce Young. Great pick. Uh, Number two, C.J. Stroud went to Houston. And then this is where the fun began. Arizona had the third pick. He traded that pick and a fourth-round selection to Houston in exchange for a first and second round and a 2024 first and third. So Houston moved back up to number three. And in that, they got Will Anderson Jr., linebacker out of Alabama, who was going to be the third third pick, like if... Arizona was at that spot. Yeah, they would have been smart to trade him or to draft him. Um, the sixth pick 
was uh, Detroit's due to a previous trade, but they traded that to Arizona. They traded their first and third round selections in exchange for a first, second, and fifth round, allowing Arizona to move up to number six, where they selected Paris Johnson Jr. to give uh, um, Kyler Murray some protection on that offensive line. All right. Chicago, the pick that they got from Carolina, traded that pick to Philadelphia in exchange for basically they swapped the 9 and 10 picks and then got a fourth round selection next year. And let's see. New England traded their first round pick to Pittsburgh in exchange for a first and fourth round. Uh, Jacksonville traded the number 24 pick to the the Giants in exchange for Giants' first, fifth, and seventh round selections. Uh, And then they traded that pick to Buffalo in exchange for Buffalo's first and fourth round selections. So that's just in round one. I'm not even going to go into all that stuff. But uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, quarterback from Florida, went four to Indianapolis. Devin Witherspoon, five to um, Seattle. Uh, Tyree Wilson, defensive end, Texas Tech, went to the Raiders. Bijan Robinson went to the um, Falcons. Jalen Carter, if his legal issues are under are done, um, then that will be uh, you know clear for him. Although there have been some reports coming out post draft that uh, some of his coaches really didn't like him, so that's that's an interesting take. Uh, Dardell White got drafted by Chicago with the 10th pick. Um, Pittsburgh got Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. They, uh, the first wide receiver drafted was Jackson Smith Najabib, and I apologize if I said that name wrong, uh, by Seattle to um, out of Ohio State. And then we had a run on wide receivers. Quentin Johnson from TCU went to the Chargers. Zay Flowers went to Boston College. Jordan Addison went to Minnesota. And finally, two interesting players that did not get drafted in the first round that were in a lot of people's drafts, including ours, was Joey Porter Jr. and Will Levis. Will Levis chose not to return to Kansas City for day two of the draft, choosing to go home. Eh, that's your prerogative. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers drafted Joey Porter Jr. You might have heard of his dad. In fact, the Pittsburgh Steelers really know of his dad, so that's going to be interesting. And the Tennessee Titans traded up to get Will Levis. So, uh, Ryan Tannehill is basically being told, you either need to produce in the playoffs or we're moving on from you after this season. <laughs> because you had Malik Willis last year, which uh, there was a reason why he was drafted so late. And then Will Levis. And there's a reason why he dropped to the second round. So we're it's interesting to see what happens. Um, overall, and let's, let's look at... Uh, there were the most drafted position was cornerback, got a, a 36 
33 wide receivers, 30 linebackers, 22 defensive ends, uh, 14 quarterbacks, three kickers, including uh, one in, I believe it was the third round. It was either the second or third round. Yeah, third round, Jake Moody out of Michigan. Um, as a uh, compensatory pick. Now, this pick was uh, San Francisco received a third round selection when Washington hired their uh, San Fran's vice president of player personnel as a general manager. Okay, cool. Uh, I like that. All right. So, let's see. College with multiple draft picks. Alabama and Georgia tied with 10. Michigan, 9. TCU, 8. Uh, Clemson, Florida, LSU, Ohio State, Oregon, Penn State, and Pittsburgh <coughs> had 6. Um, the school outside of the uh, Power 5 conferences to have the most amount of draft picks would be Houston with four, although next year they will not be in that conversation. Uh, if you're looking at teams outside of the power conferences from last year, uh, Houston had four, BYU, Cincinnati, Old Dominion, congratulations to them, had three, and Appalachian State, congratulations to them, Boise State, Eastern Michigan, Tulane, had two each. Um, let's see. The cor- uh, corner. Let's say we talked about thirty-six cornerbacks taken. Sixteen of them coming in rounds six and seven. Wide receivers, thirty-three overall. The most action in wide receiver position was in round six. Linebackers had thirty-one. They had most taken in round five. Uh, the round one winner for position was defensive end and offensive tackle with five each. Uh, round two, it was the tight end position and cornerback with five each. So, congratulations to everyone that uh, got drafted. Um, I correctly, based, you know, with our um, NFL draft thing, correctly predicted four picks into the spot that they went. I correctly predicted one, two, and three, and number 14. And I think 21 out of 31 of the people I drafted, you know, in our mock draft, we had going in the first round, went in the first round. So, not bad. So, we'll see what happens next year. Uh, Now, let's go to the WWE draft, which isn't as, um, uh, let's see, you know, glamorous, because obviously it's not you're drafting from college. It's all right. Let's let's let's. Sorry, right, who do we have under contract? All right, they go there. They go there. Um, night one. Um, SmackDown. You know, people that are staying on SmackDown, uh, the Bloodline, 
actually, that's it. The Bloodline are the only, uh, Roman and Solo, were the only people who were staying on SmackDown. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Becky Lynch, Matt Riddle, The Miz uh, are staying on Raw. And, of course, so let, let, let's go over who SmackDown got. SmackDown got the Bloodline. The Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, the Street Profits, so they will not be broken up as of yet. Uh, Edge, which is interesting. I think maybe he's going to finish his career on SmackDown. The brand that basically made him who he is. Uh, Bobby Lashley's being moved to SmackDown. The OC, we saw the return of AJ Styles. Oh, he's been missed. The entirety of damage control. So, are did they draft them together and then basically want to break them apart? Well, we'll see. And the reigning NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, the Unholy Union of Albafire and Isa Dawn. Congratulations to them. Um, they've really come into their own. So, you know, love to pick. Uh, supplemental picks they got Hit Row Lacey and Lacey Evans and to Hit Row congratulations to Lacey Evans don't care until you apologize to what for, for that brouhaha I don't care I'll, I'll change the channel when you're on TV now let's look at Raw. Cody Rhodes, obviously the top pick for Raw. Becky Lynch, Imperium is going to Raw. This is going to be fun. Hopefully Vince doesn't screw it up. Matt Riddle staying on Raw. Drew McIntyre, when he does come back, will be on Raw. Uh, the Miz staying on Raw. Way. Nakamura going to Smack uh, to Raw, which is going to be interesting. And Indy Hartwell. Uh, looking at um, supplemental picks, Candice LeRae, Dexter Loomis, uh, Maximum Male Models, Natalia, the Viking Raiders, and from NXT, Zoe Stark, JD McDonough, and Apollo Crews is back on back on the main roster. You know, he kind of re remade himself. He needed to go down there. I'm not saying that he had a bad, you know, his career was in a down, downward spiral, but it's Vince. So, um, and then, and we'll, and we'll get to the free agents because some people were not drafted; they were free agents. So, I'm interested to see how those storylines pick out. All right, night two, uh, going to Raw is the SmackDown Women's Champion Rhea Ripley. Um, Seth Rollins, uh, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, the entire Judgment Day. So that's thank God they're not splitting them up. Uh, the women's tag champions, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, the New Day. Uh, Big E was not including that; he is still injured. Uh, Trish Stratus, which I think she shouldn't have been drafted. I think she should have been kind of like a free agent. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Bronson Reed, Alpha Academy, 
and Katana Chance and Caden Carter. I'm I'm glad they're getting their chance on the main roster. It's going to be awesome to see them. Uh, looking at the supplemental picks, uh, Akira Tozawa, Dana Brooke, Emma, Indashir, Jinder Mahal, Sangia, and Veer Mahan. Hopefully it doesn't take Veer seven months to show up. Uh, Johnny Gargano. So now we can have the way on Raw. Uh, Los Lotharios, Nikki Cross, Odyssey Jones from NXT, Piper Niven, Riddick Moss, not Madcap, which I'm, I'm glad about that. Uh, Tegan Knox and Zia Lee. Uh, going to SmackDown or staying on SmackDown. Uh, Austin Theory is the U.S. champion. Um, so, Bronson Reed will not win the U.S. title. It will either be Theory or Lashley because they're not going to have both uh, mid-card titles on Raw. Or on, yeah, on Raw. Um, Charlotte Flair, when she comes back from her latest vacation. Uh, The Usos, so the entire bloodline will, will be on SmackDown. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, the LWO, which first of all, I'm glad they brought back in a in a 2023 lens. And I'm glad Ray was the one who did it. It's it, it's awesome to see the the their new theme that has the Eddie Viva La Raza and then a updated. Uh, it, it's so awesome. And apparently the LWO shirts are massive. Um, merch sellers to the point where the LWO has now become the number one merch sellers in the entire WWE props to them they may not win a lot but you know what they're making money they're selling merch uh, Asuka's going to Smackdown whenever she comes back uh, the Brawling Brutes all three of them are staying on Smackdown Carrying uh, Cross uh, staying on Smackdown LA Knight Shotzi Pretty deadly. If this was this time last year, I would have been like, why? But they're running it, and NXT proper has really elevated them, especially two things. Their feud with the New Day and hosting Stand and Deliver really put them over the edge. Um, so, congratulations to them. Rick Boogs is going to smack that. He should have kept it on Raw so he can do the uh, be Nakamura's guitar man again. And Cameron Grimes from Burlington, North Carolina is taking SmackDown to the moon. Grimes versus Theory for the U.S. title. Yes, please. And then looking at uh, the uh, post, you know, the um, supplemental picks, Grayson Walla is going to SmackDown. And Tamina. So, obviously, with the um, uh, supplemental picks, a Raw would get more because three hours to two. Now, here are the free agents. Baron Corbin, Brock Lesnar, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Mustafa Ali, Omos, Von Wagner from NXT, and Zion Quinn from NXT. These will go in effect after Backlash. We'll see how they do. I think it's going to be interesting. 
but eh, it is it is what it is um the new world heavyweight champion will be on raw I uh, believe the winner of that tournament will be a Knight of Champions, which I will read about on Bleacher Report because I will not watch the show because it's being held in Saudi Arabia, and I still will not watch Saudi Arabia shows. That's just me. But let's now go to the... Uh, Baseball season so far. If the internet wants to work. Alright, so let's look at scores. Nope. I gotta, I gotta love how it doesn't want to work for me. Alright, so let's just go as of um, May 2nd. Uh, right now, the best team in Major League Baseball is the Tampa Bay Rays. And it's not even close. Well, actually, it's about three and a half games out. Uh, Baltimore's 20 and 9. Congratulations to the Orioles. Minnesota's got uh, 17 and 13 going three games ahead of the Cleveland Guardians. The Rangers are two and a half games over the Astros and Angels in the West. Atlanta is three and a half over the Mets with the 20 and 10 record. Pittsburgh, yes, Pittsburgh, one and a half games over Milwaukee. And the Dodgers, 18 and 13, one and a half games back of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Right now, the wild card teams would be Baltimore, Toronto, and Boston. So, it would be Baltimore uh, versus Toronto, Boston versus Minnesota, with Tampa Bay and Texas getting the buys. Looking in the NL. It would be Milwaukee, the New York Mets, and right now either Miami or Arizona. Um, let's see, Miami and Arizona. Arizona is currently ranked above them, so we'll go Arizona as the sixth seed. And so Arizona will be facing the LA Dodgers. Milwaukee will be facing the New York Mets with the Braves and Pirates as the uh, teams that get a bye. So let's look at uh, stats. If I can uh, there you go. Where's batting average? Batting average. Uh, right now, Tampa Bay has the best batting average, a uh, team batting average, batting 280. Uh, and as a team, they have 62 home runs. 
which is 10 more than the Dodgers and 14 more than the San Francisco Giants. All right, let's look at pitching. Right now, the best team ERA is the Tampa Bay Rays. That's the reason why they are, have the best record in baseball. They have a team ERA of 303, just .14 less than the Houston Astros. Um, and let's see. The team has given up the least amount of home I mean, they've only given up 19 home runs. They're the only team to have given up less than 100 runs. And only one of two teams with the Texas Rangers to, I'm sorry, three of you. They're one of four teams to give up less than 100 earned runs with Texas, Houston, and the Milwaukee Brewers in that as well. Uh, hit by pitches. Pirates have only hit have only hit six batters. Tampa Bay has uh, they've hit 17. Um, but they also have a very their staff is under control. Here you go. Hits per nine inning, uh, uh, hits per nine innings played. Uh, Tampa Bay's only allowing six point eight, which is point four more than the New York Yankees. So, Tampa Bay is current is basically right now the best team in baseball. But you got to remember, the World Series isn't played in May; it's played in October. Things can change. All oh, they can change. And, you know what, let's look at uh, minor leagues real quick. Let's see. Uh, let's look at the uh, three leagues that I follow closely. First one being the International League, home of the Durham, Tampa Bay um, farm team, the Durham Bulls. They are currently 16-11 four games behind the Norfolk Tide in the East Division. Uh, moving on down to the South Atlantic League, they're in high A. And no, not the Midwest. I don't want... <sighs> Come on. Alright, there we go. South Atlantic, home of the Greensboro Grasshoppers who are currently a uh, Pittsburgh Pirate affiliate, currently tied with the Hudson Valley Renegades uh, in the North Division. Winston-Salem, Dash, the White Sox affiliate, currently has a five-game lead over the Hickory Crawdads in the South Division. And then, of course, we got to look at the Carolina League, home of the... I just did the South Atlantic League. I love computers. Alright, the Carolina League, if I can pull their standings up. Home of the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. There we go. Yay. Um, 
Myrtle Beach is currently 12 and 9, third place in the South Division, uh, half a game behind the Canapolis Cannonballers, and a game and a half behind the Columbia Fireflies. Uh, the Carolina Mudcats and the Delmarva Shorebirds currently tied for the lead in the North Division. So that that's basically what this episode was. It's kind of recap how playoffs are going, how drafts went, and how baseball is going. Next week, we will figure something out as we always do, but... This has been the Blind Tag Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Nashheim. I hope you have a great rest of your day.